0: I I was recently converted. Um, praise Jesus and I really think that all of us should consider converting to believing in the one and only our truest savior, Jesus Christ. I don't even know how this shit goes. <laughs> so As you can tell she's a new Christian. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm such a new Christian. It's not like my entire family until me was raised in the Christian faith. It's not like my entire life growing up was heavily dependent on all of my fucking friends with all of their fucking Catholic bullshit. I mean, I love Jesus. What? I'm not a good Christian. Um. She's trying to be. Yeah, so I met this guy, Scott. Fucking shout out. <laughs> he converted me on like an hour and a half long talk. We were talking for like an hour and a half. girl. I am not kidding. And well yeah, it was at least five miles. so it, it was. It was approximately it was a little less than five. I caught out I caught up to him at like the four mile mark and then I said, "Fuck it, let's hear this guy out. Wow, I've learned so much. I'm pretty sure that he might be anti-Semitic, he's definitely racist, he's definitely homophobic, transphobic, and anti-abortion. <laughs> he basically all your values like a checklist. <laughs> all of them. Really, truly, I've I've never found an individual who saw me more than Scott. God, he told me so much about how he believes that all other religions are based on angels that were cast out of heaven, that became demons on earth, that... I... I feel crazy. I feel legitimately insane from just having listened to him for that length of time. You are crazy because you don't believe what he's telling you. I know. I know. He tried so hard. He gave me church recommendations. He gave me website recommendations to learn about biblical numerology. Fucking Scott. I am so glad that we had this conversation. I'm gonna go to the church. (laughs) We can't record on Sundays anymore. Oh my God. We gotta go to his church though. I wanna go find him. I'm gonna tell his wife. His wife? Of course he has a wife. It's insane, he is a middle aged white man living in Orange County, California. Girls out here are desperate, <laughs> so desperate. I, I, he basically <laughs> told me at one point that I'm gonna marry someone, have kids, and quit my job. And I was like, That's cool, that's real cool. Thank you. I'm glad you had a very religious and enlightening experience this morning. <sighs> I did, I feel. Clemmed. So truly converted. Cleansed of your sin. Oh, yeah. Cleansed of every sin. All of my sins. Did I mention the fact when I said that I was single that I live in the same bed as my ex currently? No. I should have told him that and watched his face fucking fall well, to was the that floor. That is how you wanted to share her with the rest of the <laughs> podcast listening world. Dear listeners, who are not actually listening because we have no listeners, I don't give a shit what you know about my personal life. I am a messy, messy girl, and I fully acknowledge it. Thank you. That's it. That's a soundbite. That's it. You got him. <laughs> So Divya. it says nothing (laughs) (laughs) how are you doing um I'm good I slept for like an hour and a half and I'm still tired yeah yeah same Sundays are hard Sundays are fucking rough I can't believe I have to work tomorrow yeah five more days then two days, then five more days, then two days, then five more days, then two days. <laughs> oh, oh, capitalism. And hopefully we're doing something valuable with our five days. And hopefully we're doing something valuable with our two days, because God forbid we have fucking relaxation. You have to build social connections and make friends. Oh. Not just stare at a wall for forty eight hours, which is genuinely what I want to do. Um, oh. Hi, I'm Amanda. <laughs> I
1: don't exist.
0: Sorry. <laughs> That's Divya. No. Divya. No. Did I say it right? My armpits hurt. <laughs> From? <laughs> surfing. Everything hurts because of surfing. I am glad I took an ibuprofen and a Tylenol yesterday. because I actually think I might not have gotten up this morning and done stuff. Right, is it your turn to tell a story? Or is it my turn to tell a story? It's your turn. Oh, you thought we were going to play this game again? No. Oh, you thought I, I was going to know this time? You did know this time. Nothing <laughs> really makes sense. Wait, should we... We we have to introduce the podcast and do the definition.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So hi, I'm Amanda. That's Devia. She was oh, yeah. closer. A force of nature. She's a force of nature. I am merely the wind between your fingers. She's also Greg. Do you not recall this bit? I recall the bit. I couldn't remember if I was Greg or Janine, but I thought No, I'm Janine. It. Janine. Greg. In that time, we watched Abbott Elementary, which is great. Yeah, I need to watch the new season. I'm waiting for it to all come to HBO Max, but I already saw spoilers for it. Mm. Um. Anyway, this is not a show about Abbott Elementary. Um, this is. It could be though. If that would get us listeners. Whatever brings in the fans. The money. What money? What? money. money? The money. Everybody's going into a recession. I keep on having stripper TikTok show up and everybody's just like, nobody showed up for this shift. There is no money. Nobody's going to strip clubs? Yeah. Well, maybe. There's it's... a cat trying to get in. <laughs> Um, yeah, all the strippers are like, guys, I don't know what the government is talking about. We're heading into a recession (laughs) because they're not getting money. (laughs) Well, well, I believe that the economy is going into recession for one thing and one thing only. Long skirts are back in fashion. The hemline index is a very real thing. The longer skirts get, the worse the economy is. The Hemline Index. Is
1: it, were,
0: it's a real thing. Well, I believe it. Yeah. I mean, to me, everything is pointing to recession. Why are we talking about this on our comedy podcast? <laughs> Great question. Because it's funny to be broke, Amanda. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Oh my God, it's so much fun to struggle to find jobs and not make enough money for what you do and it's particularly funny to people like us who don't have to experience it yes well except for the jobs thing oh are you out of a job Amanda no not currently no were you like not having a job and not getting paid for a while huh okay it was a very dissatisfying experience (laughs) I do feel really bad. There's a contractor that's joining my team, and she, like, has, like, four years of med device experience post-college, mm. and she also had, like, internships and co-ops during college, and she's joining my team as a contractor for three months and an E2. That sucks ass. That really does. Yeah. So. Hmm. <laughs> You know, that dude on your team was telling me about how one girl on your team left, like, last December? Yeah, the other Amanda. Yeah, and then she got hired at a startup because she was unhappy with what she was getting paid. Oh, um, not the other Amanda. This is a different girl. I just said, yes. Yeah, so I assumed you. Oh. Um, <laughs> I don't know who <laughs> the girl is. She went to a startup, and then she got into the startup, and then it basically dissolved. Yeah, that happens. It's such a risk to go for startups. Yeah. 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 Oh. Hey, Divya, what's our podcast called? How did we (laughs) get here? (laughs) Uh. Should I tell the audience what it's about? No, don't. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) I won't. Good luck, audience, you get to figure out what we do on this show. Or you could listen to any of the previous episodes where we explain it so much better. <laughs> let me if you're at this episode, let me direct you to a previous episode. <laughs> What's our best episode so far? Um All of them are great. That's what she's trying to say. Oh. Rainbows? Rainbows? What was the one before Rainbows? Nuggets? Nugget. Nuggets is a big one.
1: Impressionism was actually before rainbows. Oh, yeah, impressionism, impressionism was a fun was a, one too.
0: Yeah, I don't know if yeah. we explained the podcast very well. Um, so we have a topic, and then we end up with a topic, and then we're done. So works. <laughs> so we have a topic that our lovely sound engineer gives us every week. Luke, and then we end up with the topic, and then and the, girl, girl, each of us <laughs> brings a story. That starts with something that has nothing to do with the topic, seemingly. What? 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 I'm doing the subway surf thing, so they're entertaining lawyers (laughs) and stuff. (laughs) No, No, Divya, that shit only works on me, because I have the attention span of a gnat. No, it works on everyone on TikTok. (laughs) So, for the listeners and not the viewers... I'm making weird faces while Amanda tells you what the podcast is about. Um, yes, so every week we have a topic. We each bring stories not related to the topic, and then somehow they connect back at the topic by the end of the story. That's pretty much it. There's no rhyme reason to anything. We're, we're out here being pretty fucking pointless. And is making hearts. It's never a bad time to make a heart. I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> I was thinking about like driving and you immediately just went to condolences. <laughs> I'm sorry, I cut you off. <laughs> you fucking asshole. So sorry about that <laughs> accident that Why killed your loved one. Why are you fucking let me in? <laughs> I hate driving. <laughs> cool so that's that's the podcast that's what we we do on this podcast we do hate driving um no amanda doesn't hate driving i do enjoy driving but that's because i drive like an asshole i just mm. like cut in mm. i am the cut inner yeah yeah and yeah. the
1: cut offer and
0: the fuck you were
1: today's topic is underground detonations my personal definition is Explosions that happen under the ground.
0: Are you ready to hear my story? What is this bit? I don't know. It's not even an old man. I don't know. You're just like a... (laughs) You're Australian. (laughs) I am master of accents. Voice mutator. You can never catch me in my real voice. You literally always sound the same. I sound completely different right now. You sound like Devia. I am not Devia. I am an old man. Oh, I shake my fist. <laughs> Get off you my lawn! Okay. So you damn kids. So you're going to tell your story? Yeah. I'm are sure, you sure you're going to already know everything about my story. Oh, fantastic. What's it about? I start with salt. Yes, I know everything about your story, obviously. Oh my god, salt. Do you know where salt comes from? The fucking ground? That's true. (laughs) You get a gold star. They win. (laughs) Podcast over. (laughs) That's it. I just wanted to see this entire me proposing we do a podcast, us coming up with an idea for the podcast, us doing 10 podcasts. Led to this moment. I All I wanted to do was a long game to figure out if Amanda knew salt came from. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> Are you okay, dude? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's pretty hot. She just did, like, a nice hair flip. That's <gasps> me. I'm just pure sex as a human being. In my old man voice.
1: You know, when I think about sex <laughs> Sexual <you know, laughs> I think old man voice
0: Girl, I whatever. think about the tension between two men in a lighthouse <laughs> 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 Okay You're right, salt comes from the ground It comes from the ground <laughs> It comes from dead, dried-up seas or living seas. Okay. Which is funny to call a sea living. But <laughs> considering I got my ass whooped by one yesterday, I agree. Let's call seas living. <laughs> Otherwise, I got <laughs> ass kicked <laughs> by something that wasn't lying. And since like most like underground deposits are out of human reach for a lot of, lot of civilized time, salt. Became one of the world's most principal trading commodities. You may be remembering this from history class. Yes. Yeah. So I continue. Okay. Want to hear a fun fact? I would love to hear a fun fact about salt. Only 5% of all cities are located in the vicinity of a salt deposit. Okay. Where is most of the salt? I don't know. Everywhere. But only 5% of cities. I don't know which cities. I didn't what? look up a salt concentration map. Uh, <laughs> hold on, hold on. So are we saying that only five per? Does that mean that all of the salt is like there's not a ton of salt is to be like mined? It's just like heavily concentrated. Areas. Okay, okay, okay. Not on on land. Okay. I'm sure everyone who lives next to an ocean could harvest salt, but that would be sea salt. salt deposits. Sea salt. She sells sea salt at seashore. What? That's not how... Okay. i changed it. I'm not allowed to change things. No. Change is bad. Change means that you have a new soul in your body and you're dead now. Wow. What? Mm. Okay, continue. So I was really into salt for about <laughs> two to three months <laughs> between 8th grade and ninth grade. <laughs> One, because I was anemic, and salt tasted really good to me. Um, Between 8th grade and 9th grade, and two, um, Divya got really into salt. I, at the same time, got really into weed for the first time. Anyways, I was really into salt, and I was like, why... This salt tastes so, so good. And then I had to pick a book to read for AP Human Geography over the summer,
1: oh, so I picked no. a book
0: about salt. Oh my god, you were that girl that showed up and like when everybody was asked to do a presentation on something random, you were like, everybody else was like, yeah, I learned about the fashion of like medieval Europe, and you were like, salt, big beam. <laughs> Oh my god, you're so tall. You look like a giraffe.
1: Oh, you look like a big bean. A bean.
0: A bean. A bean, bean. Okay. I like salt. Um, anyways, I was just thinking about it today, so then I decided to talk about it. So, um, <laughs> as early as the 6th century, Moorish merchants used to trade one salt ounce for one gold ounce. Oh, that's... that's- Whoa. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? That is actually crazy. I, like, when I read the more I read about salt, the more it blew my mind. That means, like, worth your weight in salt is the same as worth your weight in gold. Yeah. Fuck. That's, that's insane. And then, um, in Abyssinia, which was an ancient civilization, um, slabs of rock salt became the co- the, like, the monetary, what do you call it? How they make their money. Currency. Yeah. That seems like a very bad form of currency. Because you can also just eat your currency. Yes. Alright. That sounds great. I always we traded in chocolate coins.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's what the elves do. I have a really bad day at work. All of a sudden, inflation. Deflation. 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 <laughs>
1: Anyway, this is pretty the bad. I
0: the stock markets. No, when I'm on my period. <laughs> um, and I'm like, I'm just throwing like different early, early uses of salt and the m- value of it to people. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we've got the Lot and his wife in the Bible. Yes, she gets turned into a pillar of salt for looking back, which still to me doesn't make sense as a moral lesson. Like, I don't get it. But whatever, go off, I guess. Um, (laughs) And then he fucks his daughters. Um, Hey, now.
1: They got him drunk
0: first. So I guess that makes it not as terrible. I don't know. That's what people always say. (laughs) What? I don't know. That's what what the... Okay. So anyway... (laughs) I understand you've got a whole new thing going on. Yeah, yeah. I'm so Christian now. I have it. Yeah. And then, then, speaking of Christianity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, let's go. um, There's also a Roman Catholic religious ritual that places grains of salt on an eight-day-old baby's lips for purification. Oh, shit. I bet my friends had to do this. Sorry. Really? Most of my friends are Catholic. I don't know if it's like, they still do it, but it was like back then. Oh, probably not then. Well, I don't know, but I laughed for about 10 minutes after I wrote that sentence down because all you I could imagine was little babies going, Ew. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then also Matthew, Matthew, Matthew in the Bible calls. Uh, <laughs> Matthew, Matthew, Matthew. <laughs> well, his name's so boring.
1: <laughs> <Kendall Pizan. laughs> Um, hey, no, that's
0: my man, Matthew. With all the verses and stuff. Okay, um, you know how he refers to the blessed, worthy sheep in the flock. I do now. No, you know, I do now. What? What does he call them I don't know. Salt. Salt of the earth look at her is that actually it yeah oh, i just made that up she's a born-again christian baby oh i'm so let's good at go this let's go dunk you in the pool after this <laughs> yeah you can no thanks <laughs> it's ducks- my dream to baptize an adult the duck's fucking shit in there man i'm not going in that i mean it's been clean breathe in the duck shit so you'll be <laughs> saved okay <laughs> i think it's got salt in it yeah you know how much salt's probably in my body right now? <laughs> I probably inhaled half the fucking ocean yesterday. <laughs> uh, if anyone's asking, my surfing experience was fun. Spiritual. It was, I actually did have fun, but I just also got... Railed. Fun. Yeah, but I enjoyed it. Railed by I the ocean. People do enjoy getting railed from time to time, or so I hear. I would enjoy, What? So tell me more about salt. <laughs> um, and then and then and then and then during the Middle Ages, the kind of like purity religious vibes of salt, yeah, also turned to superstition. Superstition. Oh my God, is this where all my family's stupid salt I shit have, comes I have, from? I have an insert for you. I have an it says insert Amanda telling stories about her family superstitions. So wait, <laughs> wait, let me say one more sentence and then you can have it. Fuck. Okay. So, obviously, they found the spilling of salt is super ominous. And when you spill salt, it's also, like, you you have, like, a... You've got to do, like, a remediation ritual. Yep. you got to cast a pinch of salt over the shoulder. Mm-hmm. The left shoulder is important because that's where all the evil spirits tend to congregate, yeah. on your left shoulder. Depending on how religious you are, you've got to do the sign of the cross first. It's fucking stupid. Well, my family also has this, but we do it for, um... Human, no. What is kadagut in English? I Coriander. Know. You know what's the? You know the little black seeds that I put in the oil before I make my sambar and then it pops. Coriander. Hmm. Those no? are gold. Oh. What are the small black ones? Hold on. I'll <laughs> black <it>. pepper. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not putting a whole grain <laughs> black pepper into my sambar. Um, sambar recipe. Let's see. That pops up. I could have sworn. What else would it be? Mustard seeds. Ah! Uh, oh, mustard seed is so good. Yeah. Well, they have a thing in India. If you spill mustard seeds, that means death is coming in the family. Well, and I was a clumsy child, so my mom used to scare me a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. Is this real or did your mom just tell you? That? No. I didn't. No one's died, and I hope no one dies. No one will ever die again. Yeah. That's how I prefer it. Yeah okay so not tell me i have the the asterisk insert time for amanda to tell her superstition stories oh this is with the quotation though not an asterisk so it starts with asterisk insert (laughs) time for amanda to tell her superstition stories and quotation mark my family's fucking crazy they oh sorry um they do the salt shit that's for sure I also have, like, a lot of rituals around burning candles and stuff. Like, you have to burn them on specific holidays at specific times. And if they don't melt all the way, then you're, like, cursed for the next year. And you're supposed to, like, make certain wishes and stuff for your... This is, this is specifically a New Year's tradition that I'm thinking about. But also you're supposed to light candles when there's thunder and lightning to cast out bad spirits. I don't know. Some of my family shit is, like, Christian and then some of it's feels very paganistic. There's, wow. like, certain food things that they make, and lots of, like, literal witches brew. But a lot of, like, Christian stuff does come from paganism. They spend yeah. a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you can't really tell anymore where anything came from. Yeah. Um. There's certain things about, like, decorations and stuff that you're supposed to have around. and mm. I don't know. There's rules around mirrors. Yeah, but, yeah I remember this. You're yeah. like we can't pick mirrors up off. That too. Yeah. Because mirrors have the previous owner's soul. (laughs) That's what happens every time I look at myself in the mirror. My soul gets sucked into it. (laughs) You also have to be very careful about where you have mirrors in rooms. And you're supposed to never keep a cracked mirror. Mm. Scary. Spooky. Spooky. My family's weird as shit. Well, everyone's family is weird. Yeah. My mom told me when I spilled stuff that people were going to die. It's just superstitious. <laughs> um, well, now this brings me to the part of the story. I have to hate on someone. Is it me? No. Is it an Empire? Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Well, it's my favorite empire to shit on. The British Empire. Yeah, go for it. Okay. So, (laughs) obviously, the salt quest is what led Britain to the exploration of the New World and its colonies. Ah, someone's foot. It's (laughs) my foot. (laughs) Would you believe it was the same foot? Uh, Okay. Tell me more about how much the British suck again. So, um, Queen Elizabeth I was really concerned about England and its salt. Oh, no! Oh no. oh, no, my salt. The salt. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> um, well, one, England was really dependent on French salt. And as you know, England yeah. hates France. Yeah. And it really sucks when they need salt from their mortal enemy to survive. But I also think it's what they deserve. Yeah, that's, um, that's just when the French put up their middle finger and go, fuck you, buddy. No, they gave them salt, I'm pretty sure. But they also used it to blackmail them. It does other stuff, I'm sure. Oh, Yeah. Yeah diplomatic relations. It's also super important. I never thought about it this way, but salt is important for war. Yeah, because um, you got to preserve stuff. Yeah, but also, back then, salt was used to make gunpowder. Oh, so it was, okay. like literally a weapon. Yeah. That's wild. Salt is so cool. Um, <laughs> and, and at the time, when they were conquering North America... They found this huge population of codfish, right? Mm-hmm. the only way you can eat codfish, apparently, is if you use a huge amount of salt to preserve it and be able to sell it. No, that's the only way that British know how to eat fucking cod because they're disgusting people. Yeah. <laughs> Continue. Um, so they needed a huge supply of salt in order to explore their North American codfish potential. So salt became, like, a very, and I quote, strategic resource. So, basically, England was getting fucked in the ass by salt. And they really needed it. Yes. Yes. Did yes. I really hammer that home? I just, no, actually, I'm not really sure. Are we talking about salt? Or pepper? We might be talking about pepper. <laughs> There's a really funny bit in, um... Have you heard of the show Rain? I think we've talked about it before. Yeah. It's like the CW show about yeah. Mary Stewart. I'm explaining through yours. Um, <laughs> Mary Stewart, king of, um, king, queen of Scots. King. Um, technically, girl slade. Um, <laughs> Literally. But one of her ladies-in-waiting was constantly being pursued by this, like, kind of older guy who was basically, like, the Lord of Pepper. He was just, like, super obsessed with Pepper and made his entire fortune Pepper, and every time they went on a date, all he would talk about was Pepper. Oh, wow, that sounds so appealing. <laughs> well, I mean, she basically says no to him and then dates this baker boy for a while. Oh, my God. The baker boy becomes a soldier and it becomes all PTSD angry. She's like, no, you know what I need? Stability. So she dates the man of the Pepper. Peta Malark. The baker boy? No, this baker boy sucks. He's nowhere near Peta. Oh. No, Peter's the standard. Peter Peter Malark is the standard for men. If I. <laughs> he's like, he's an okay standard. He's the best boy I've ever read about. No, nah, he could be better. No, what could be better about Peter Malark? I don't know. Yeah, like, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Crawl back into your room. Peter Malark, oh, you Malark. want me to leave? Bye. Podcast's over. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Tell me some more crazy shit. Okay. So, um, eventually, they find salt in Cheshire County, England. And wow. once they find this, the England people are so fucking unbearable. They are, like, literally so annoying. I'm like, I almost wish that, like, something had happened, that all the salt got dissolved and ran into the ocean, because you guys just don't deserve what you found. <laughs> Basically, they use this to torment everybody. Where do they start? They start with the American colonists. Charcoal. The American colonists had their own salt supply. They have a very local salt supply. Yeah. And they're trying to reduce their dependence on British salt, mainly because it's easier to use local salt for, you know, local stuff. It reduces cost for a bunch of things, you mm-hmm. know? But the British are like, no, I want to make money, and I have to do it off the backs of people who don't really deserve it. Um, so they sell their Cheshire County salt for a much cheaper price than the American salt. And they basically use predatory practices to squeeze out the salt competition and establish a monopoly over salt in the states. Holy shit, it's Amazon. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But this ends up not working in their favor because this piece, this like pisses people the fuck off Mm -hmm. and it increased thoughts of rebellion when they were trying to reduce thoughts of rebellion. And and it brought the mer- the merchant class, who's heavily dependent on salt, on board to the American rebellion. Yeah, that's rough. You don't want to piss off Americans. You want to piss then. off American merchants. Yeah, that's like the big thing. Yeah, uh, because they are like money source. Now there's funding for the army. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they did this, and I'm like, man, this sucks. But it seems like it worked out well for America in the end. Um, <laughs> you don't say that's a debatable thing <laughs> that's really debatable um but then where do they go and do this next india, india. <laughs> um, so yeah. the east india company imposes a salt tax and basically repeats the same tactic okay so i was assuming india is like surrounded by tons of water i mean so is britain so I'm they surprised also didn't have find yeah but they gotta have salt they have tons of salt, yeah. especially in um, Gujarat, which is somewhere north India. Oh. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so they impose the salt tax, repeat the same tactic, and they, because they have more power in India than they did in America, make a law that it is illegal for anyone else other than the British government to manufacture salt. <laughs> Rough. Yeah. So, the, so it's kind of worse in India because they're using them for labor and that sort of stuff. And, like, there's not a lot of options for Indian laborers. They're not allowed to... I mean, the education system is not as great when the British is ruling them. Yeah. And so they don't have the same freedom that Americans do. I mean, it's a whole different concept to begin with. They really did go into India to just, like, exploit people. In the Americas, they were like, what if we just... Spread make our people. Yeah. Yeah, like a nice jam. Yeah. Um, but so those, like, basically, let's think you're a worker, right? And let's say you're doing anything related to salt, like you're preserving stuff or you're in charge of packaging salt or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're really dependent on getting a good pay based on the competition between the manufacturers, right? Yeah, that makes sense. But now there's no competition and there's a monopoly, which means that they can basically pay you whatever they want and you have to put up with it. And so, one, hey, they're getting... Hey. Like Amazon? Yes. Like <laughs> Amazon. <laughs> um, so, one, they're really dependent. One, they're not making enough money. Of course right? not. And then, two, they quadrupled the price of salt in that time period. Of course. So, now people can't afford salt. And it's actually crucial to the Indian diet because... We're mostly vegetarians. So we actually need it to, like, live. Yeah. Which is not just, like, a little flavor thing. Yeah. Or let's preserve our meats. Like, we need it to not die. Yeah. Um, so the really poor people were actually driven to, like, they used to burn vegetables. And then from the vegetable ashes, you can get, like, an impure or a bitter salt substitute. And that's how people were getting their salt intake then. Jesus Christ. It's the worst thing ever. Yeah, it's it, so stupid. It really is the worst it's... thing ever. And, um, of course, Gandhi decides to take this up as an issue. Mm-hmm. Which, Gandhi, we're finding out. Problematic. Problematic, but... He did his, good things for India. He did do good things for India. And for that, we should respect at least what his move, what his actions led to. Was he racist? Yeah. Maybe a pedophile. To yeah. his own granddaughter well also just random girls yeah yeah um but he marches to the sea at dandy mm-hmm. Dandi. i don't know what it is i'm not gujarati um but it's in gujarat and he walks for basically 240 miles from an ashram to the sea damn and he's basically like collecting followers as he walks and is doing it as like a big movement protest march type thing and he's sculpted by the end of it
1: <laughs> I don't
0: know if that's the word I'd use I would say very skinny nutrition. <laughs> um, malnourished but he travels to the sea to harvest salt off its coast and he basically picks up a chunk of salt from the seashore because that's how much salt there is That so they just won't let them use and picks it up and says with this i am shaking the foundations of the british empire and it's one of the main revolutionary um events that people talk about when they talk about the indian rebellion against the british mm-hmm. they like really set a good foundation got gandhi a lot of followers and attacked i think one of the biggest tactics that was used for suppression of the indian people which is economics mm-hmm. yeah you're really like divya Why? Why salt? Why did your brain decide to do salt? I'm sure maybe I feel like since Divya was in eighth grade, she's been obsessed with salt. I really didn't need to ask that question. Well yes, but you might be wondering how does it link to underground detonations. I think you might be able to figure it out. So I'll open it up to the group. I'll open it up to both you and Luke. I assume that in like deeper salt deposits you have to use things like like detonations, explosions to Harvest be it, right? No smarter than I am. Uh, that may, but may or may not be true. I don't fucking know. Yes, they do mine salt, so I assume there's some yeah, kind of they got on to... detonations. Do you have an idea? So, a little bit after the, India gets freed from the British, which mm-hmm. is 1947, yes, and I want to say the 1960s. Okay. The Cold War is happening between Russia and America. Such a Cold War. It is the coldest of wars. No (laughs) (laughs) hard-ons. And in about, I want to say, the 1970s or so. Okay. We We got free love. It's coming to an end. Yeah. They have these big conferences. Free love. They're basically negotiations which agree to a limited number of ballistic missiles for each country, um, U.S. and Russia. Yes. And they're called the Strategic Arms Limitation Talks. Short. Or SALT. God damn it. Um, prior to the SALT negotiations, the only other kind of big international treaty that we had towards missiles and weaponry was the Test Ban Treaty of 1961, which prohibits nuclear weapon tests or any other nuclear explosion in the atmosphere, in outer space, and underwater. It doesn't ban (laughs) underground tests, but does prohibit it if they can cause radioactive debris to present outside of the country's limits. I know a lot about why that happened. It's very devastating. Are you going to talk about it in your story? No. Okay, then tell me. Okay. It's... So, the United States, well, and Russia, other people were also doing nuclear testing, but the United States in particular realized at one point that, like, their nuclear testing in the United States was causing, you know, radiation and high rates of cancer around the areas that they were doing it. So, they started doing it in this area that they considered uninhabited in the Pacific Ocean. In the Pacific Ocean? Yeah. Okay, continue. And it, like, caused... Radiation exposure for a ton of... Japanese boat people, people on a boat. That was another one. Yeah. Yeah, I but they also one. were affecting local islands that did have inhabitants that they just ignored. Classic America. Yeah. Well, what you might be interested in knowing is that after this was passed, they did something called Project Shoal, which is basically they took this random desert in Nevada... And they exploded a 12-kiloton nuclear device (laughs) in granite rock at a depth of 1,200 feet below ground. Fuck. Yeah. (laughs) And here's, here's the government rationale for why they did this experiment that they're telling the public, right? I don't fucking believe it. They wanted to detonate a nuclear device underground in an active seismic area so that the seismic traces for the test and prior earthquakes could be compared and differentiated. So basically their goal was to be able to see if they could detect if a nuclear thing was going off underground. So they decided to test a nuclear explosion underground. That fucking makes no sense. And you know what? be me. You know what, Divya? That is so stupid that I believe it. No. Yeah.
1: It makes actually a reasonable amount of sense. If you know what it looks like, then if you're... Monitoring some other country, you know, if they're doing the same
0: tests on the ground. I truly, I believe it. The United <sighs> States, the United States military, does some of the most batshit experiments on this goddamn planet. They don't even know a what a twelve I... kiloton nuclear device. I can't imagine wasting so much time and energy. Imagine minimum. A room full of men sitting around a circular table, essentially all saying to each other, yeah, why don't we just fuck around and find out? Idiots. (laughs) Idiots. (laughs) So the site is still heavily monitored. No shit. Yeah. They're like, "Uh, it's fine, we'll just explode it in this desert where water is really important. And so hydrogen basically gets bound up into water really easily, it gets turned into tritium, which has a very short half-life, so it's not that dangerous, really, like, the effects could go away quickly. Yeah, but like, you're exposing your water supply (laughs) to it. So, yeah, that's my story. Okay. God damn it. I hate the government. Um, so, today, I want to talk about my favorite show, and the reasons why, one of the reasons why it's my favorite show. Do you know what show it is? No. You don't know what my favorite show is? It's never come up in conversation. Hmm. Huh. I could guess some of your favorite shows, All right. I guess your favorite show? No. Yeah. Yeah, let's do this. Let's play a game. Guess my favorite show by guessing a bunch of my favorite shows. <laughs> disenchantment yeah you win (laughs) it's it's so easy i literally talk about and watch this show all the fucking time um i have a line in here that just says i am of course talking about disenchantment (laughs) you write out exactly what you're gonna say sometimes whoa i just have notes i treat it as like a little script so that i know my plot points any ideas on why I'm talking about Disenchantment today? I mean, you said you are going to talk about your favorite show. <laughs> <laughs> and all the things you like about it, so I assume that's why. <laughs> Thank you, good job. <laughs> <laughs> so, <you're> <laughs> wow, I can see how much you enjoy doing this. <laughs> it's more the question. I have more questions for you. No, That's the worst <laughs> part of all your stories, I enjoy them so thoroughly when I am listening to them. And all of a sudden you're like, Divia. <laughs> quick question. I have to test you. <laughs> and this is why I ask, when will this be over? Okay. Not your story, just the parts where you ask me things. Okay. Okay. Alright, so I want to kind of try to talk about what I see as environmental messaging that's littered throughout Disenchantment. Ooh. <laughs> Excited. Um, so, I, one of my favorite things that I enjoy about Disenchantment is that instead of being super direct in what a lot of their messages and discussion points, <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite things about Disenchantment is is that they don't really have a lot of overt messaging in it. It tends to be that they have these, like, specific themes that are below the surface of the plot, and the show moves so goddamn fast that, like, it's really hard to focus in on those things, which is why I have watched the show, like, four times already, and I'm still finding new things.
1: (sighs) Hey.
0: Thank you. (laughs) And Divya, of course, has watched the show and really enjoyed the opening. Hey! Um, Okay, so I'm also going to talk about Futurama and The Simpsons just a little bit, because these are all shows that have been done by their main creator, which is Matt Groening. Yeah. So I kind of look at like The Simpsons... Futurama and then disenchant... What are you guys? I look at, like, The Simpsons, Futurama, and then disenchantment as kind of, like, evolutions of his ability to be a creator over time. Okay. Okay. So, in Futurama, there is a lot of very overt environmental messaging that also comes up from time to time in The Simpsons, although The Simpsons... Okay, pause. Yeah. What do you mean by environmental messaging? I mean, like, literally talking about, like, environmental activism and stuff like that. Oh, like, save the trees. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So there's... (laughs) Why are you laughing at me? (laughs) I connected what she said back to something I knew to make sure I understood. So, like, a version of, like, overt messaging would be a literal storyline of, like, we're going to save this species of whatever, right? Yeah, as we should. Yes. Save the birds. There's only 30 billion of them left in the world.
1: (laughs) These are the (laughs) cormorants. They lounge off the sea of some random fucking island.
0: (laughs) And there are billions of them. So one of my favorite evolutions of his style is that in The Simpsons, there lacks messaging overall, for the most part. And when there is messaging, it tends to be very overt. Mm. Futurama has a lot of messaging, And some of it is covert, but for the most part, you know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Things are very overt. My favorite thing about Disenchantment is that his style has become a lot more covert. There's very little, like, direct messaging Mm -hmm. and, like, thematic things that you can pull and say, yes, this is exactly what he's talking about. This is exactly how it relates into our day-to-day here, right? Right? he likes to start off with something very simple and then complicate it over the season. Yes. I feel like, right? Yeah. So he starts with, like, the devil on our shoulder, which is a very simple concept and has very simple morality tied to it and then Mm -hmm. complicates it as the story goes on. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But also there's, like, a lot of the messaging that happens in the show is happening in the world building and Mm. you don't even see it in the actual plot. Mm. I will have examples. Uh I don't have them yet because I first need to talk more about Futurama. Uh So in Futurama, some of the examples of overt environmental messaging are things like laying it on real fucking thick by having MomCorp, which is an evil corporation that makes robots that are very, very bad for the environment. And the reason why they decided to make these robots is because making the more environmentally friendly robots would have cost an extra penny per robot. Oh, it's the British. Mom Corp. British. Friendly mom. They also have, like, other, one of their things that they did, they have a movie that's also split into four episodes later on. It's called Into the Wild Green Yonder, which is, they they take the concept of, like, grassroots environmentalism and environmental advocates and turn it into this whole thing of like they're trying to preserve the last of a species of slug that turns out to be the dark one but they don't know it at the time there's a whole other thing going on and then at the same time there's this other thing that has to do with environmental preservation and it's very weird Because there's both a message of, like, local activism is stupid, and then on the other side you have this message of, but we need to preserve nature. He's like, here's the problem. Figure out your own fucking solution. Yes. Mm -hmm. He tends to do that a lot. A lot of what his work is is very black and white, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: which is why disenchantment is so fun for me. Mm -mm. Um... So yeah, so I kind of said this already. Futurama deals with environmentalism in a very conceptual way. It's very overt. Um, They have a tendency to just say, like, here's the side of the activist. Here's the capitalist, because that's usually what the activist is fighting against. And they just make everything to its extremes. And that's where all of your humor comes from. Mm. It's cool. Um, He also did this in The Simpsons, which, like, in The Simpsons movie... If you ever saw it. Did you ever see it? I've only been on the Simpsons ride at Universal. So you know everything that's in the Simpsons ride. Okay. Well, in the Simpsons movie, I'm pretty sure it's the one where they take the giant dome thing and put it over the town to... I mean... Right?
1: I mean, that's definitely all I know about the movie, because I haven't seen it either.
0: Oh, oh, okay. All right, yeah. So, So.
1: separately, I know a few plot points, but for the most part, it's due to septic tank, but... Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but they have like a gas leak basically type of situation and they decide to put a giant dome over the entire town and there's a lot of people that are like, this is bad, this is good, this is blah, blah, blah. Basically the entire movie is about like activists on either side, some for human rights, some for environmentalism and it's it's just a crazy mess, which is really like, What Matt Groening loves to do just create a fucking mess Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so you know it pops up in the Simpsons a few times environmentalism pops up in Futurama all the time Mm -hmm. when I was first watching Disenchantment knowing that it was created by Matt Groening I kind of had this question that jumped around in my head of like where is the environmentalism I know it's a very different concept in that Futurama and The Simpsons are episodic. They really have plot lines that go across multiple episodes. Mm. Definitely not seasons, really. Um, Futurama takes place in the future. Wow. Simpsons takes place in the present. Futurama or Disenchantment takes place in a made-up land, (laughs) right? Yeah. Yeah. both shows, Futurama and The Simpsons deal with small people who face various challenges based on their choices whereas Bean in her settings has been placed into crazy shit mm. and only occasionally is set up with challenges challenges that she herself creates. Wait, say that one more time. So in Futurama... In Futurama and Simpsons, The um. Simpsons, you basically your lead characters are creating no yeah <laughs> yeah and in disenchantment she's got the environment she's... provides her problems yeah okay cool. yeah i'm on board yeah so you know disenchantment is a whole different beast of creation in that it has expansive world building it has plot lines that go across the entire show so far mm-hmm. along with across the seasons mm-hmm. and episodes um and you know the protagonist is a lowlife, but she's also a bisexual princess, and that's pretty hot.
1: <laughs> okay. Um,
0: this is where I do I do have a question for you. Mm. Would fuck? Beanie. Yeah. Princess Tia Beanie. Uh huh. What? I absolutely would not. Whoa. Girls. What? I'm in my soft girl era. I'm not going after toxic people. She's not toxic. I Someone who needs a lot of time to think through her thoughts and how she feels about things is maybe not emotionally equipped to be in a relationship and would end up exhibiting toxic behavior because she's unable to process her emotions. Mm. Okay. She does it a lot. Yeah. Almost every relationship she's been in, she's not been very good in. She hasn't been in a lot of romantic relationships. Yeah. Wait, she- but whatever flings she has, they don't end well for her. And she also treats Alpha like shit. Um. He deserves it. Hey. Do you not remember the Raj thing you showed us the other day? The what? The friend zone thing you showed us the other day? That's yeah. literally what Elfo did to her. Well, agreed. Alpha is a little shit. Yeah! But I also think that she treats him like shit. I don't think those two things are mutually exclusive. He should be treated like shit. He is a piece of shit. <laughs> Interesting thing. Uh- i don't think her treating him badly isn't reaction to what he does though i think that's just how she chooses to deal with Alpha. because he's annoying i would treat elfo the way bean does
1: I just bean also acknowledges I, I, think I wouldn't
0: be friends with Alpha. yeah that too but, I mean, Bean also acknowledges that a lot of times that she does care for him, even though he's an annoying little oh, shit. yeah. Agreed. Agreed. But I'm saying that her way she handles her close relationships could be better. Yes. And I don't want to enter any type of relationship with Tia Vini, I want to make out with her in water like I'm a mermaid. And that is a decision I support for you. <laughs> Not really, but... <laughs> It's hypothetical, so why not throw my support around? <laughs> Thank you. We need to work on your radar for who you feel sexually attracted to. Or why are just, they like, all are crazy?
1: Inherently mean you want to be in a relationship. Excuse
0: together. me, be is not crazy. She's not crazy, but she is kind of... She's messy. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah. She's I don't... Crazy. Yeah, agreed, Luke, that it... Is she hot? Yes. Not that much. Generally. I mean, she but has that's the because I'm whoever. not attracted to people who are messy. I'm attracted to people who are consistent. Cause consistency is like the hottest thing ever to me. Someone shows up at the same place at the same time when they told you they were going to be there, insanely hot. I don't really do messy. But what? that is a personal thing. I want to go on adventures with Bean. I wouldn't be Beanie's friend. Yeah, but I want to go on adventures with her, and then... I I do all those things. I think you would just end up fucking her also. Yes. Yes, you are correct. Okay, anyway, we've established that I am... Raging bisexual these days. Anyway... I have one more question for you. Mm. Do you hate questions? Yeah. All right, I have one more question for you. <laughs> Where is the vi- environmentalism and disenchantment? Steam City. Steam. Why am I playing? I shouldn't have asked you. Why? Because that is my end point. But yes. <laughs> part of it. Part of it is in Steamland. It's Steamland. Yeah. Okay, I knew it. I knew it's Steam something. Okay. It's Steamland, it's also the forest, when the forest gets burned down. Yes. It's also related to Steamland. Well, so, okay. Ready? Mm. Alright. I think it's in the magic. Mm. In that Dreamland doesn't treat magic as a resource, and other people around them treat magic as a resource, and they tend to continually get burned for it. Mm. Okay, and I have a lot more points to why I think it's in the magic. Okay. Do you want to explain disenchantment really quick for the people listening? Because I'm realizing since yeah. I knew it, you didn't explain it. I'm going to give such a good explanation. Are you ready? Fucking watch it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, all you have to do is just say that it's a fantasy world. Yeah. It's really it. It's a fake fantasy world based on medieval magic. Yeah,
0: okay. Okay. Yeah, so, Disenchantment is... Yeah, but do watch it. We want it to get fucking renewed. Yes! God damn it. It's already been renewed, but they delayed the fucking fifth season for a year. Well, I mean, past that, right? Yeah. Are they ending with the fifth season? Do we know? I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, viewership always helps. Yeah, so... Just like it would for our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so our, like, two listeners, go watch the show. But also... It's such a Hi good show. Heidi, <laughs> <Hi AD. laughs> He's not going to watch anymore. I doubt he is. <laughs> things were fucking insane. I think he likes that, though. That were fucking insane? I can't imagine why he keeps showing up to places and things. I can't either. So, yes, Disenchantment takes place primarily in Dreamtown, where Bean is a princess and her father is on the throne. They it's have a whole... Dream Town? dreamland okay <laughs> i'm sorry you said Dreamtown earlier and it got into my brain no but you said dreamtown and i immediately questioned my entire existence <laughs> i was like yep dreamtown um so it's like a standard you know the setting is like a standard fairy tale situation you have your town your city with your castle up on the hill on the water and you there's have an old man in a barrel it's an you old man drink me flavored water for 14 cents Hey, he discounted it. It's 13 cents. <laughs> um, there's an enchanted forest. There's lots of magic, lots of shenanigans. There's also this land called Steam Land that's like another... Punk. It's... Yeah. It's a steampunk land where the energy sources steam. <laughs> Thank you, Divya. I was helping. No? No? Okay. Bye. <laughs> she did ask you a question. But yeah, so there's Steamland, there's like Maru, there's a bunch of other different places off the well, map what? that you don't really... Maru?
1: Where's Maru?
0: We, I don't really know in reference to everything else, but this is all like... What st- is Maru? It's where Dagmar's from.
1: Oh! Yeah, these are not important. <laughs> I'm just
0: like, I'm giving people a sense of the world. Because it's more I important to my that. story. But cool, I believe you. Yeah, Dagmar is oh. Bean's mom. Who the ooh, girl, ooh, 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 Una from Una. She's from shit.
1: Hello,
0: Dankmar, oh, yeah, Dankmar. We've got that in a channel or I'm something.
1: Bad.
0: Those are the those. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it's a great show. It revolves around Bean and her little adventures because there's some weird shit going on that has to do with her being a princess being the princess of dreamland being the daughter is. of this woman dagmar it's a lot of shenanigans she has two friends <laughs> yes she has two friends their names are fucking Elfo and lucy lucy is a demon and Elfo is a fucking piece of shit well he's half elf half troll ogre spoiler alert oh yeah Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, and nobody... Jesus. Okay. I I hope that you paused this episode, went and watched all of Disenchantment, and then came back. Like,
1: most of the stuff you've been explaining, like, none of it's been...
0: Yeah, anyway, so there's elves. Elfo is an elf. Yeah, you can take out the rest
1: and just finish it with that.
0: (laughs) Elfo is an elf. (laughs) He's a very uh, interesting elf. Yes. So... Like I said, during my very shitty description of the show, um, Dreamland exists in a world of magic, and there's an enchanted forest next to it. The mermaids live pretty close to that area. Like, There's a ton of different magical creatures that are all around Dreamland, and Dreamland is filled with humans for the most part. Um, They have learned to stay away from magic and stay away from magical creatures. But they also respect them and don't hurt them, except for the elves. But that's a whole other story. Humans are easily corruptible is a big message that you get throughout this entire show. Um, so the elves are another great example of, like, using magic as a resource, utilizing it and not overusing it. Because they are able to hide in the enchanted forest until the humans come along and find them. Um... And they're able to do it by working with the forest and utilizing the natural magic of the forest, without abusing that power. Right?
1: Agreed. Maybe.
0: Yeah. Dagmar is my only real thorn, um, because she has learned too how hot to use. To be a villain. Oh. She no one been... is too hot to be a villain. Usually, the hotter they are, the more villainous they are if so hot, why so bad? One so hot can always be so bad. You get away with things. No. <laughs> so, anyway, Dagmar's my only real thorn because she's learned how to use magic, um, even though she's, like, a heavily corrupted creature, or... Creature. Creature <laughs> person. <laughs> so I'm gonna start referring to people's minds. <laughs> creatures. <laughs> Anyway, she's like heavily corrupted creature. <laughs> and evil, and there is actually some question about whether or not she's human, because fucking King Zog stops referring to her as a human. You remember that? When did he do that? After, after it's revealed that she has all these powers and stuff, mm-hmm. he stops referring to her as a human, which makes me think that maybe humans can't practice magic. For real or something like that i don't know oh interesting world building to see in the future Mm. um so yeah and she does she does have all of her plans eventually foiled by bean Mm -hmm. her magical but not realized daughter princess that is hot to me yeah so at the same time, it kind of makes me think that there's like this back and forth situation going on of you can use magic, but you can't be corrupted by it. And if you're corrupted by it, then more virtuous characters will always win out. Mm-hmm. It's kind of something that I've been playing with in my head. Yeah. Um, and then Bean. Bean and her magical abilities. She... Has magical abilities. We know that. She's integrated into multiple prophecies throughout the show. None of that's been fully fleshed out yet. Mm -hmm. In other ways, her abilities seem to be connected with, like, the relationships that she has with other people and Mm -hmm. the feelings that she has at the same time. She's, She's, like, very in touch with others and the environment that they're in. What? Example? She first shows her ability to use electricity when she's in Steamland. Right. And Steamland in particular has other magical elements that are happening that aren't yet explained at the point where she uses electricity. Wow, we're giving so many spoilers. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, you can cut that out. I need the explanation Maybe other people then. <laughs> and then there's other things too where, like, she's just a very open-minded character, and generally when she walks into a situation and is fully prepared to face the situation there's positive outcomes that's not necessarily due to her magical abilities but it's due to her innate abilities right okay i don't think i've thought about being as being in that way before okay that's yeah, fair but it is i i can see it she, I mean, so a lot of the outward messaging from the show, what you hear from the other characters, is that she is a mess, right? Right. But if you look at her actions instead of what people say about her, she does amazing things. Mm-hmm. And she tends to have a more clear and uncorrupted view of everything than a lot of the characters around her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So that's kind of like. Bean, to me, is is this character that kind of pulls everything together. And I think that some of her magical abilities at some point are going to come into this whole thing. I don't know. I'm looking forward to the future direction of the show. So fucking Netflix! Yeah. Let's go! God damn it! Anyway. What is this? Sorry, I need a second. I have to reread something.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. Anyway, now I'm just gonna I'm gonna skip to st- talking about Steamland. Steamland. So Steamland is the antithesis of Dreamland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where Dreamland has magic, Steamland has science where Dreamland appears to be unproductive and backwards. Steamland is productive and modern to the state that they are modern. I love the sandwich drawers. They've got these little drawers. Um, yes, yes. I like Amazon pick up and drop off, <laughs> but there's sandwiches in them. Yes. And that's what the, the, the people who work in the factory get. Yes. And I just think about that every time I go to the Edwards Cafe and I have to do all this stuff. when I just want to go into an Amazon pick up drop off drawer and pick out food. Anyways, continue. Steamland is not supposed to be a positive thing. I I, I agree, but <laughs> if I'm not, I live in it anyways. I might as well have a sandwich pickup drop off door. That's all I'm saying. Okay. So my last. What is this? Dichotomy? I don't know. Dreamland has a monarchy. Steamland seemingly has no fucking political anything, and just has capitalism. That's all we've seen so far. Well, yeah, like, the CEO of the company is he's... also in charge of the entire land. Yeah. Okay, so Steamland runs on Steam from deep in the Earth. Steamland's top capitalist is also their, like, de facto ruler. That's Alva Gunderson. Mm-hmm. Um, He's always quick to point out that Steam is clean energy and that he's only doing good things. But, you know, we're human beings. We know better than to assume such things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at the beginning of season four, more fucking spoilers, Bean discovers part of the truth, which is that Alva Gunderson sold his soul for steam. That is a quote from the show. What Do you not remember that? this? Well, I remember the elevator to help. But yeah, I don't so remember sh- him explicitly saying that he sold his soul for steam. He doesn't say that. Bean <laughs> says that to him. Oh. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Because she doesn't believe at first that he's actually met the devil. And then he describes the eyes, the Yay. hypnotic eyes, and then she's like, you sold your soul for steam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so in Disenchantment, one of the other interesting things that I like that's a little different from how Futurama dealt with things is that hell and the devil are very real to mm-hmm. the people, um, which is similar to how robot, the robot devil and robot hell is in Futurama. Mm-hmm. Except it still has this semi-different dimensional feature, although it also isn't in different dimensions. It's all very, like, real. You can travel to these places. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's more to do with, like, the soul and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Alva sold to soul To make heat from hell accessible to Steamland. So, what's so bad about that? nothing really i mean you have steam it's clean energy he's not wrong um it's more to talk about like the capitalist capitalism in this sense than the energy source itself like us today we're willing to go anywhere and do anything for the resources that we deem important kind of like salt yeah <laughs> yeah one ounce of steam for one ounce of gold <laughs> Gunderson sold his soul for steam and he would be willing to do it again or do things like it in order to steal an important resource like magic. Mm -hmm. They're like, they're setting him up as like the ultimate bad guy of the show. Oh, you think so? I think so. Okay. Yeah. I think so. Um, Not to mention, there's just this overall tendency of the people from Steamland to be expectant and usurious. Some of the people... Usurious? What does that mean? It means, like, using something to access. Usurious. You're taking advantage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like, some of the people from the Adventurers Club Mm -hmm. literally destroy part of the Enchanted Forest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is, like, that very direct... The people from Steamland are used to living in a very different way where they use everything, but they don't care about it. Mm. So they destroy part of the enchanted forest. They're destroying this magical resource. Mm -hmm. Anyway, back to Steam one last time. Mm -hmm. Whether we like it or not, Steam is a very obvious allegory for oil. Gunderson harvests it from the ground, his whole city runs on it, and his hunt for more magic is most likely just another way to get some new deal with the devil, or become independent from the devil in order to generate more steam. This is like us being dependent on oil for doing everything. And we're at a point now where oil is no longer easy to find. It doesn't just flow from everywhere. And we have to use things like underground detonations in order to do things like fracking. You see what I did there? Very nice. Very nice. nice. I fucking love Disenchantment so much. I want to watch it again. We're not even done with it, and I want to start it over again. Yeah. Okay, that's all I got. That's
1: all you got? Yeah. It's wonderful.
0: I made that all up
1: from my head. Mm. Your sources are Amanda's brain.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't say any sources this time because I literally made all of this up from my fucking head. Well,
1: the source. And
0: yeah. In the show. The sources the sources are Macro. Futurama, uh. The Simpsons, and Disenchantment, which everyone should should watch. Yeah, plug. Yeah. Today's yeah. plug is don't follow our Instagram. Don't listen to us on Spotify. <laughs> get a Netflix account. Log on and watch Disenchantment. Or pirate it, because fuck Netflix. If you don't want to follow us on Instagram and TikTok, and don't want to find us on Spotify or your preferred podcast listening platform, please don't Google how did we get here with your host, Amanda and yeah. I mean, don't, because actually you won't be able to find us very easily. Uh, your best way to probably find us is to cannot. come across our TikTok randomly and then click on all the links and shit. Well we can't add a link in the bio, so can't we're do that. we're working so, on it. I told you I'm gonna just make a new account. Which reminds me, I'm making a new TikTok account, so I don't have anything to plug at this exact moment, but I will in the future. Plug, plug. What's the Instagram? How did we get here? How did we three get here? I don't remember what I called it anymore. Okay, I don't so have it. I haven't fallen to double check either. <laughs> so. It may be how did we get here? It may be how did we three get here. Um, or it, it's no, it's how did we get here underscore confusion. How could I forget? <laughs> confusion. Okay, and before we leave, we have to get our next topic.
1: Okay.
0: What are our options? Yeah, you mountain. said that we had yes. two options.
1: It's either just mountain. Okay. Or mountain range. Okay. Similar,
0: so. Okay, so we have mountain or mountain range. Divya, oh, any? My, my preference is mountain. Why is your preference mountain? Because I have an idea. What? It's so fast. Is it's it, it's is the it way broke my back? You know I'm just like an idea factory. Just, oh, like, yeah. You plug one thing in and it goes... <sighs> is it <getting> idea. <laughs> the mountain? <laughs> that would be good. Is it Brokeback Mountain?
1: Okay. Well, oh, so
0: we'll yeah. Gonna yeah, we're going to do Mountain. Okay. So, tune in. Two weeks from this episode actually being released. To listen to... Mountain. Mountain. Can you tell how enthusiastic we sound? Mountain. We're so happy to do this. (laughs) Thank you for listening, if you've listened. If you've listened.